Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but you got to know this, Final Forms is more than just registration. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it's a service that serves schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms also helps your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility and reminders for parents about policies, physicals, and all the forms for athletes. Final Forms can help with team communication, with attendance, and even certification management for your coaches. And for ADs, it can help with eligibility, rosters, and all the reports that come across to your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked into your shoes. To take the next steps and find out exactly what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. One more time, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake and find out exactly what Final Forms can do for you and your team. We also want to thank Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products of theirs, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of the technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violetdefense.com for more information about their great products. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year, while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and find out exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They have a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. To learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589, or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Huddle. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their teams play better. 
Huddle is a complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, analytics, and a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and colleges, and even the pros use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your school's program and how you can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student-athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466. Or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your parents or your athletes, you're really missing out. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. And we also want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Hey, welcome back everyone to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're staying right here in Florida today, and we're going to be visiting with uh, what we call a friend of the show, uh, Kevin Hickenbotham. He's a certified athletic administrator, and he's the assistant director of athletics at Cambridge Christian School in Tampa, uh, I met Kevin a few years ago uh, when I gave a presentation for uh, the coaches at Cambridge Christian uh, for the athletic director, Mark Butler, who's a good friend of mine, and uh, you know met Kevin, and then Kevin's been following our podcast for a long time uh, and wanted to have him on. We finally got him. So, Kevin, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Well, thanks, Jake, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, uh, you guys have a, a really um, successful program there at Cambridge, uh, and we're going to hear more about that as we uh, get into the show. But we always like to start off uh, by letting our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that five-minute bio, you know, where you were born, where you grew up, and how your path has kind of led you to Cambridge Christian. Sure. Um, well, um, I was born in Meridian, Mississippi. Um, my dad was in the Navy, had been actually up in Alaska uh, doing his uh, overseas, as they called it at that point, uh, tour. And um, 
they got back as far as Mississippi as he was beginning to rotate out, and that's where I was born. Uh, but I've been in Tampa pretty much my entire life. Um, so I uh, grew up, I uh, actually was a student here at Cambridge when it was called Seminole Presbyterian. Um, there was no high school then, so I went here first through ninth grade. And uh, I went off to Bayshore Christian uh, for my high school at that point, that was 10, 11, 12. And, um, and then started my college journey, as I will call it. Um, you know, most folks take four, maybe five years. I managed to squeeze my four years into eight. And, uh, you know, and part of that was uh, by design. Um, soccer is my first love. Um, I also coach softball here at Cambridge Christian, but uh, um, I walked on at the University of South Florida. I played for a year, very quickly realized that um, although coach was wonderful to keep me on the team, that uh, I wasn't a division one athlete, um, no matter how good I thought I might have been. Uh, so um, about, let's see, the start of my junior year of college or what would have been my junior year, um, my old principal at Bayshore Christian called me up and said, hey, I need a soccer coach. Um, I want you to do it. So at 20 years old in 1989, um, I was handed the reins to the varsity boys soccer team at Bayshore Christian. Um, and the rest, as they say, is history. I did two years there, moved over to Cambridge here. Um, uh, 1991, 92, and uh, I've been here 30 of the last 31 years with uh, a little pause for a year over at Tampa Prep as their very first ever assistant athletic director. So um, that's kind of uh, how I've gotten here. Um, all along the way, I've coached, oh gosh, uh, I've always coached varsity boys soccer. Um, I've been the varsity softball coach or involved with our program here at Cambridge for 25 years and uh, done some basketball, done some baseball, <laughs> so just done several things along the way, but soccer and softball are my loves. No, very, very cool. I, I love to hear uh, stories about people that have been at the school for most of their career. Um, you know, my journey has been the opposite, you know, uh, a couple years here, a few years there, and not always my choice. Uh, you know, there were a few layoffs back in the early days, but uh, once I got to Florida, you know, I was able to put down uh, some roots uh, at, a, at a couple of different schools. Uh, for our podcast listeners, you don't get to see this uh, until it's up on YouTube, but uh, over Kevin's shoulder, he's got a Tampa Bay Rowdies uh, decal. So that takes me back to my youth. Uh, I'm a few yeah. years older, uh, growing up in Oregon and the Portland Timbers. Uh, yep. You know, I think those they were kind of rivals back then. They were two of the elite programs. You got a oh, Tampa yeah. Bay Rowdy story for us real quick? <laughs> well, sure. Um, uh, so... 1975, I would have been six years old. That was the inaugural season for the Rowdies, um, kind of my introduction to soccer. Uh, my uncle uh, took me to every home game 
including the playoffs. Uh, the Rowdies won it that year. Um, they won it all in the old NASL. And that was really my indoctrination into soccer. And um, when they brought the Rowdies back in 2010, um, one of my friends was actually the chaplain for the team. It still is, um, got me involved. And um, up until COVID hit, I was actually, um, I guess what they consider a game day volunteer, um, doing the visiting team liaison. So I would basically be in their locker room, take care of what they needed, make sure they were on the field on time, that kind of stuff. So just another way to kind of be around soccer, be around guys that love the game and uh, uh, soak up some knowledge. Yeah, the, uh, again, uh, 1975, that was my senior year in high school. And, uh, you know, again, who knew anything about soccer back then, at least up in our area? And, uh, you know, the Portland Timbers came in and uh, made it a championship game, you know, didn't win, but uh, great, great memories. For our listeners, we're visiting with Kevin Hickenbotham. He's the assistant athletic director at uh, Cambridge Christian in Tampa. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Hey, we want to thank Final Forms for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in athletic registration. But you got to know this. Final Forms is more than just registration. Final Forms, it's a team, it's technology, and it's a service that serves schools in the areas of compliance, communication, and even risk management. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with uh, things like mobile accessibility. Uh, it has reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, about all the forms that go with athletics. It helps with team communication, uh, attendance, and even certification management for your coaches. For ADs, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. Plus, it has secure language translation and ADA compliance. It's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes, to take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you and your program. Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. One more time, that's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with the Final Forms team. We're back with Kevin Hickenbotham, Certified Athletic Administrator at Cambridge Christian School in Tampa. Kevin, um, you know, you've been doing this for a long time, but uh, let's take a little deeper dive into um, that point where you started to sit on the other side of the desk. You know, you still coach, but um, talk about that transition to now wearing that assistant AD hat and uh, helping coach the coaches. Well, um, like you said, I started out as a teacher coach first, um, worked into a situation where I was actually the assistant principal for about 17 years while I continued to coach. So very similar um, in an administrative type role, um, being able to uh, just kind of uh, learn the ropes as it may be. Um, you know, slightly different in an AP role where you're dealing more with the students um, and then parents. Um, 
but not completely unlike when you become an athletic director or an assistant athletic director. Um, you're still dealing with students, you're still dealing with parents, and uh, then you also get to help coach the coaches, as, as we say. So, um, you know, working with Mark Butler, uh, my boss, and, and I know your good friend, um, has been just a, a brilliant opportunity. Um, learning from one of the best in the business uh, and, and getting to, you know, sit in, in the office area suite here around uh, and, and just chat with him every day, work with him. Um, we bounce ideas off of each other often. And um, uh, I think I drive him a little bit crazy at times because he'll, he'll ask me a question and I kind of answer his question with another question. I'm kind of his devil's advocate and give him both sides of the, uh, the story as it may be. And uh, so it, it's fun in that regard uh, to be able to tell him, well, this could happen or this could happen. And, um, and then we can talk through <laughs> what, what our best course of action may be. So um, a lot of fun in that, but uh, yeah, being an AP really, I think helped prepare me at least in part to uh, become an assistant athletic director and to be able to step in and um, really help coach our coaches, uh, which I love to be able to do. Uh, it's it's uh, really quite an opportunity, um, especially when we get young coaches, new coaches um, that are stepping in and they're, they're realizing, hey, there's a lot more to this job than just stepping out on the quarter of the floor and the X's and the O's. There's administrative stuff that goes with this and there's preparation that has to go into this that maybe wasn't quite in their mindset to begin with. Hey, you're, you're so right. Uh, and again, I'm a, I'm a few years older than you, but I'm going to guess it was the same when you first started out, it was a lot more of just the X's and O's and dealing with the kids. And now um, that might be 50% or even less of what a coach has to do uh, as part of the job. It's just the job has changed so much. Um, uh, I love what you also shared about, uh, you know, having an athletic director or for an AD to have an assistant uh, athletic director with them to bounce those ideas off. Um, and uh, I know you've heard me share this story uh, before, but uh, when Mark was my girls basketball coach back at Coral Springs Christian a long time ago, uh, and I, I still use this today, uh, Mark was the coach who I said no to more than any other coach, um, always coming, you know, hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. But he was also the coach that I said yes to more than any other coach, because he was always looking at ways to get better himself, to help the team, to help the school. And, uh, you know, is there any, is that component still part of Mark Butler uh, at Cambridge Christian? <laughs> it really is. Um, he's, uh, he says no, but not a direct no, most of the time. It's, um, he finds a nice way to let you down. <laughs> um, no, he, uh, he really, he wants to equip our coaches with everything they need and as much as possible, everything they want. Um, as long as it's something that we're able to do and, and that we know is going to help them and our program. So, um, 
once in a great while will I hear him say, well, why don't we wait on that? And we'll, we'll come back to it. So, but uh, Mark is, is really wonderful about making sure that our coaches have everything that they need uh, to be successful and, um, uh, you know, is sending the devotional emails uh, weekly and uh, offering, it's an open door policy. Hey, come in, let's talk. What are your challenges? What are you finding that's working? Um, you know, how can we help you? And, uh, you know, I, I would hope that our coaches feel um, promoted. I would hope that they feel um, backed and that uh, as, as they're able to go out and uh, to sit down and, and just be with their team and do the coaching part that they feel um, that they are, you know, successful because of the backing that they get. Yeah, um, uh, it, it is that uh, delicate balance between encouraging your coaches and, you know, also, um, you know, keeping things on the rail budget wise and things like that. But no, I, yeah. uh, great, great stuff. Glad you shared that component about Mark. I hope he's not standing right there in the background. Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hear him come in. Uh, for our listeners, we're visiting with Kevin Hickenbotham. He's a certified athletic administrator, and he's the assistant AD at Cambridge Christian School in Tampa, Florida. We're going to take another quick break. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their athletes play better using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and even the pros use Huddle to help their teams play better. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college and university teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Kevin Hickenbotham from Cambridge Christian School in Tampa. Kevin, uh, we always ask our guests about the mentors that they've had in their life. None of us get here on our own. So who are some of the people that helped you along the way? Well, um, you know, when we were speaking earlier, um, I told you I was a pretty young coach uh, right out of the gate. Uh, 20 years old, was the youngest coach in Florida in 1989 at 20 years old. Um, I don't know that I would have taken the opportunity if it hadn't been for my parents. Uh, we sat down because I was obviously still in college at that point and it was going to be okay, can't do both full time. And you know, do both well. So I started going to school part-time. 
um, with their blessing, took the job to become a coach. Uh, and, um, you know, great encouragement at home to uh, be able to do that. My mom was uh, an educator for over 40 years. And um, uh, she really felt like that this was in my wheelhouse, um, my love of sports. And um, uh, she saw leadership in me that uh, maybe I didn't see at the time. And uh, so that was, you know, my parents were great inspiration to me to get into the business as it may be. And then I had plenty of support and um, uh, leadership from coaches that I'd had. Um, Herman Valdez is the coach that hired me. Uh, he was the principal head of school at Bayshore Christian. Um, I had played varsity basketball for him and uh, you know, he was the one that called and said, hey, I've got an opening and I want you to do it. And, and saw something again in me, held me to a standard that, um, you know, I remembered from being as a player for him as a basketball player and uh, really inspired me to continue to be better. Um, as I, I moved uh, over to Cambridge Christian, um, Frank Mabry uh, was our athletic director from gosh, 1995 to 2006 here, and uh, I would consider Frank um, not just a mentor, but a great friend that uh, really helped me learn to be a better coach, learn to be a better person, um, helped me learn patience probably more than anything um, and uh, as a young coach just helped guide and direct me with the successes and failures that come with being a coach um, that you know there don't get too high don't get too low try and try and be steady and um, if you can be steady then the folks around you will find find that comfort and they're going to work find the chemistry find the uh, the ability to um, inspire the same love of the sport that you have in your players and if you can do those things then the wins and losses take care of themselves you see the true growth in the player, both as a player and as a person. And so, um, you know, just some great advice along the way. Um, the last six years, like I said, as I've moved into the athletic administrative side, having Mark as a boss and a mentor has been huge as well. Um, seeing him deal with different situations and, you know, we'll have conversations where I say, okay, Kevin, come in, take your coach hat off, take your dad hat off. You know, I need you to be my assistant AD right now. We can, you know, have those conversations and uh, uh, just, it, it's been very inspirational to uh, be around all of those folks in my life and to be able to take each piece that they would offer along the way to continue my growth. I love the expression you used there toward the end uh, about taking those various hats off 
that we all wear sometimes, you know, yeah. uh, and uh, that can be a challenge, but, uh, you know, navigating that, uh, the wardrobe selection, you know, uh, which hat do I have on now? Very critical. Uh, Kevin, we mentioned already that you're a certified athletic administrator, uh, which is great. Um, talk a little bit about that path. How did you, uh, you know, become aware of, you know, the LTI program through the national organization, as well as, you know, any involvement with um, the FIAAA here in Florida? Yeah, um, so I, I, I guess I would consider myself in, in some way, shape, or form a lifelong learner. Um, you know, we were talking before about, you know, when, when we were young coaches, that it was a lot more of just the X's and the O's and not necessarily um, all of the other parts, the administrative stuff and, you know, using the same hat reference, you know, now as a coach, you're a trainer at times, you're um, a comforter, you are uh, a psychologist, you are, you know, all of these things, as well as being the leader of the program. And uh, so in order to be best prepared for all of that, um, I like to very honestly get into, I, I'm on the United Soccer Coaches looking at some of their programming and how can I improve myself there or the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association, how can I improve myself there? Well, as I got into athletic administration, um, I began to look for um, ways that I could improve myself as the assistant athletic director. And, you know, who knows, maybe one day as, an, as a full AD, um, but, um, so that was my discovery of the NIAAA is, Hey, they've got these courses that you can look at and you can get online and take the, uh, the full course. And it's a professional development type thing where I can better myself. If I can better myself, then I can better the people around me and I can assist them, uh, in a stronger manner uh, and be better prepared for whatever may come down the path uh, that we might have to deal with. So um, started that process probably in, in the first part of the year in, in 2019, um, looking at a course here and a course there as, as schedule allowed um, and uh, really went hard into it as we got into um, uh, the beginning of 2020 and of course we all know that 2020 brought our our time out um, with covid and that gave me the opportunity to finish up several courses and then take the uh the caa exam um, so that's that's kind of how i got into uh the ni and and began to um you know, the idea was, hey, how can I make myself better to help other people? You know, I wouldn't be doing my job as a former member of the National Certification Committee if I didn't ask, uh, where are you on that path of uh, getting that next certification, the CMAA? Not as far as I'd like to be. <laughs> um, that's going to be a focus. I, I definitely want to move in that direction um, to... Uh, like I said, the idea that if you're not moving forward, you get stagnant. 
Um, I definitely take that to heart. And um, uh, the more I can be aware of and prepared um, allows me to not only help myself, but again, to help our coaches, help coach our coaches. So that would be the idea. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to be moving forward towards that CMAA. Well, you gave me a great opportunity to, um, you know, promote that, uh, you know, for FIAAA and NIAAA for ADs that are listening. Um, for the CMAA, there is coursework involved, but the project oftentimes can seem uh, imposing and it shouldn't. Uh, I guarantee that any, any athletic director that's listening right now, you're already doing something at your school, something with your students, with your coaches, with your parents, your facilities, you're already doing something that is CMAA project worthy. You simply need to tell your story. And with the new oral presentation option, uh, you basically create a, a 30 to 35 minute PowerPoint that you're going to share your story with a couple of people from the NIAAA's National Certification Committee. And uh, it's you can still write it, uh, which is what I did a long time ago. Uh, but if that oral option had been available when I did my CMAA, I would have been all over that. So if you have some questions, you know, uh, shoot me an email, be happy to talk to you. Uh, for those of you in Florida, Dan Talbot out of Polk County, he's our state certification coordinator or anybody at the NIAAA can help you out. So, uh, once again, we're visiting with Kevin Hickenbottom. He's a certified athletic administrator from Cambridge Christian in Tampa. We're going to take another quick break. And then we'll be back with more of the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year, also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Find out exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. Hey, welcome back. We're visiting again with Kevin Hickenbotham from Cambridge Christian School in Tampa, Florida. Kevin, uh, now's the time where you get to brag a little bit about your school. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, what are some best practices that uh, when you look at your program at Cambridge, you know, you can say with equal parts, pride and humility, boy, we really do a great job with this. Uh, do you have any best practices you can share? Well, um, you know, we've got a, a fantastic staff of coaches. Um, each of them have their strengths and their weaknesses. Um, some are better administratively. Some are, you know, all are pretty strong in their X's and O's. Um, but I think one of the things that we do well is, um, you know, Mark puts together a fantastic preseason um, email for the coaches and helps get them lined up uh, for everything they need for the season. You know, 
getting their roster together, making sure that they're putting their spirit packs together, um, just helping keep them generally organized uh, to get into the season and to have the best season that they can have. Uh, and again, that's that's aside from the wins and losses, that's that's providing um, just the framework for that that really good season. And uh, I think that's really something that we do um, that's really solid is just setting our coaches up for success. And, um, and then the coaches take that and they run with it. They really take the framework in each of it uh, according to their own personalities and, and their separate strengths, um, really run with that and uh, make it very successful. Um, you know, our, from our football program to our cheerleading coach to, um, you know, our soccer and basketball programs, uh, we've got bowling, um, you know, tennis, golf, all of the more individual sports, as well as our team sports, our coaches do a fantastic job of taking that framework uh, that's provided to them and then adding to it uh, the things that they bring in, like I said, with their personalities that just really allow them to build their teams um, and build their success. So, um, you know, that's, that's just one piece of, of some of the things that we do well. Um, like I said, I think our coaches are all really strong in their X's and O's. Um, all of them have different ideas about what they need to do to um, create success, um, to create chemistry. Uh, but uh, I would, I would venture to say that, again, we've, been very successful this season. Um, for a smaller school, um, we have about 207 or so, I think, that is listed in um, our, our FHSA population report. So um, if you figure half of those are boys and half are girls and half of each of those are athletes, you're working with about 62 or so guys, 62 or so girls, and we field like 19 varsity teams. So to be able to do that and do that with the success that we're, we're able to have is very admirable. And it speaks a lot to um, the preparation of our coaches. Um, in a lot of places, there are folks competing for athletes. Our coaching staff really buys into the mindset that Mark has put out there, which is we share athletes. We have to, um, to have the successes that we are going to have, we have to share the athletes. And so a kid that plays football might also play basketball or soccer, might also be a baseball or a track athlete. And so we'll have several three sport athletes a year and multiple two sport athletes every year. Um, we still have some that, that specialize, but a school our size benefits from those kids that want to play multiple sports and most definitely from the coaches that are willing to share athletes. Uh, so, you know, those are just a couple of the things that I think we do well. Um, I, I think our coaches are um, 
extremely supportive of one another um, while they're sharing their athletes. Uh, you know, the, the basketball team is out cheering on the soccer team. The soccer guys are in cheering on the basketball team. You know, everybody's coming to the football games. Um, you know, baseball, softball are supportive of each other. It's, it's just a great camaraderie. Um, and uh, I think a great promotion of our whole program. You, you touched on a couple of things there that I think are very important. You know, the, obviously the multi-sport experience, you know, we, we all know the research is very clear that kids who play multiple sports, they're better at all of those sports, uh, their favorite and their secondary sport than the kids who specialize. It's healthier. Uh, there's less overuse injuries. Um, and for, again, the small school, um, it, it's a way of life. It's how you're able to field all those teams. Yeah. And also the, the coach's role in that. Uh, I've had coaches over the years that would, would say, um, I let my kids do other sports. And uh, I'm saying, no, th that's not it. You need to encourage them and tell them, you know, I want you to, whatever it is, I want you to play uh, lacrosse in the spring. I want you to wrestle in the winter or whatever it is. Okay. Um, right. You know, they, they need to hear it from you that you think it's in their best interest, whether you as that uh, coach, we won't name any sports, um, believe it or not, it's still the truth. So you know, it's great that you've got those coaches there buying into that. Kevin, we'll do this again at the end of the podcast, but if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, uh, okay. what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Um, you can send me an email uh, to my school address is, is khickenbotham at ccslancers.com. Um, I answer my cell phone all the time. <laughs> so I, as, as most of us do, uh, you know, that's, that's the instant communication that's, that's right there on your hip. So I'm happy to take phone calls or, you know, whatever works best for them. So, and uh, I'm going to guess all your information is up on the NIAAA portal. If somebody just uh, went there and, and typed in your name. So should be, yes. Again, we're visiting with Kevin Hickenbotham from Cambridge Christian School in Tampa. We're going to take another break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. Vital Signs has a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or to learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. We're visiting today with Kevin Hickenbotham from Cambridge Christian School in Tampa, Florida. Coach, a um, hundred years ago when I was in high school, uh, it was very common uh, for my coaches to say something like, 
you know, come on, uh, you got to be tough or come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. And we knew what they meant. Um, you know, nowadays, I, I think we've learned, you know, better ways to communicate those ideas to our student athletes. But toughness is an important part of the athletic uh, experience about athletic success. And it's important in life, too. So my question is, how can ADs and coaches help athletes to develop toughness well, we also stay sensitive to the very real social emotional challenges that a Generation Z kid is experiencing. Uh, do you have any advice for us? Yeah, um, I mean, I would agree that, uh, you know, even when I was in school and, and I, I know you said you're a little older and, and you know, um, but it was very much, yeah, you know, rub a little dirt on it, get back in there. Um, you've got to be tough. Those kinds of things were said and, um, definitely times have changed. Um, you know, when we were preparing, you and I were talking about Simone Biles a little bit from the Olympics this past summer and how, um, there was a lot of division, I think, over how that whole thing unfolded. Uh, for her. And um, some were very understanding and some not so much uh, that she should have just gotten back out there and, and done it. But, um, uh, you know, I've had, I've got three daughters and two of them have done gymnastics and both of them um, moved out of that gymnastics realm and into team sports. Um, and both faced challenges similar to what Simone Biles faced is there's there is a mental toughness that goes with being a gymnast because you are putting your body into uh, positions that are not natural <laughs> in any way, shape or form. And um, um, you've got to be able to be mentally clear to be able to do those things because of the way you're throwing your body around. Um, I would say that that definitely translates to um, high school athletics because our kids are bombarded by a whole number of things. And, um, you know, they're in school for eight hours a day or six hours a day, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, they've also got social pressures. We don't know what they're all facing at home. Um, then they're coming out and they're at practice with us as coaches and they're facing competition uh, there. They're also facing a, a social structure at the team level where they fit into whether they're a starter, whether they're a sub, whether they're uh, just a member of the team. And so every kid is different in that respect. So being able to be on that sensitive side, like you mentioned, also is important. And kind of having, we talked about earlier, you've got to wear different hats now as a coach. You've got to be able to understand in that psychology hat that, hey, here's some of the things that these kids are facing. You and I never had a cell phone that um, we were checking 24-7, it seems, um, to 
uh, you know, make sure that we're presenting ourselves in a perfect light as, as many of these kids do um, with Snapchat and Instagram. You know, they want to show themselves um, always in the good. Uh, and there are bad times. And so helping them learn to cope with um, those downtimes, those opportunities to, for growth is what I like to call them. Um, they're going to have failures and uh, being able to um, help them through that failure part is extremely important. That's, that's part of helping to toughen them up. It's not just, hey, everything's always sunny and rosy. It's, hey, there's going to be down times. Hey, you're going to fail. You're not going to get the big base hit. You're not going to score the goal when you should have. You're not going to win every game. Um, you're not always going to be the best player on the field or the court. Um, so how do you help them walk through that? And how do you help them um, toughen up mentally? How do you help them toughen up physically? How much can you push them? And those are, there's sometimes a fine line there. And what you can do for one, you may have to find an alternative method for another to help push them in the physical and mental realms uh, that's beneficial for both. So um, that's, that's really a challenge. And there's no one right answer. And that's probably the toughest part for a coach and, and even for an AD dealing with coaches. How you can help one may not be the same way that you can help another. So finding the right methods and, and you know, like we said, being that lifelong learner, hey, who, who offers what? How can I help myself to help these folks? What methods do you use? What methods does this person use? And having an interaction there is just is huge to be able to have conversations so that you can then help yourself and then you can help those others, whether they're coaches or whether they're kids, to be able to toughen up, to be able to work through adversity, and uh, to be able to ultimately be successful. Yeah, you really hit it on the head, uh, you know, the communication component, but also, you know, what works with one kid or with one coach, you know, might not work with another one. So very cool stuff. Kevin, this has been great uh, getting to know you uh, a, a little bit, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. And, you know, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics, but uh, in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. And uh, our athletic director toolbox segment is sponsored by athletic surveys by Lifetrack. We're going to hear from them. And when we come back, we're going to find out what's going to go into Kevin Hickenbotham's athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. Once again, we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. 
Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program and gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to help take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. And we've come to the end of the show where we ask our guests to send out a brand new AD on their very first job. But we're only going to let him put three things in our Athletic Director Toolbox, which, again, is sponsored by Athletic Surveys. Kevin, what's going to go into your new Athletic Director Toolbox? Well, um, one of the first things I would put um, would be patience. <laughs> Being able to um, just take a step back and uh, kind of survey. Um, don't get so caught up um, as it may be. Uh, that's easy to do. And being able to take a step back and, and survey things and have a little patience to make the right decisions um, is huge. And uh, it's beneficial, uh, both for you and for the folks that you're working for and with. Um, probably second would be um, a philosophy. Why do you do what you do? Um, why are you doing things the way that you're doing them? And I would say that the best way to do that is to write things down, um, have a list and know why you're doing what you're doing um, because you will be questioned. <laughs> and so if you can answer the question why, um, that goes a long way as, as well. And then um, don't be afraid to fail. Uh, you're gonna try new things um some are going to work you may have a great idea and it works and you may have another great idea and it doesn't work but um don't be afraid to fail um because it means that you are are giving that best effort um and and you're going to find things that do work and they'll work very well for you and you're going to find things that necessarily don't work in this situation, but they may work in another situation. So um, those, those are the, you know, those are the three things, I guess, that um, I would say uh, I would put in the toolbox to, to try and help somebody that's new um, to help keep them from feeling overwhelmed. Well, um my mind's just racing. You saw me scribbling down the notes there. My mind's just racing about all the ways that those tools can help any AD, a new or an experienced one. Great stuff. One more time. If one of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain a little bit, find out how you all do things there at Cambridge Christian, what's the best way they can get in touch with you? Um, they can reach me at uh, K 
Hickenbotham at ccslancers.com is my email here at school. Um, or they can reach me by cell phone. Uh, my number is on the uh, NIAAA website, I'm pretty sure, but uh, it's 813-758-0311. Um, I may not know who you are, so let me know who you are if and when you're texting and or calling and uh, love to chat and offer whatever I could. Okay. Well, thanks so much for being on the program today and all the best uh, moving forward. I know you're still coaching down there. So uh, good luck uh, as the playoffs uh, approach. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of our interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. And before we go, we want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing.